Well, good morning, folks, and it is a good morning. These are the words Brittany Griner's supporters have been waiting to hear for nearly 10 months. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. At the White House on Thursday, President Biden announced the negotiated release of the WNBA star from a Russian penal colony. Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and, uh, and she should have been there all along. Greiner was first detained back in February at an airport outside Moscow. She was traveling there to play for a professional Russian team, as she did every year during the WNBA offseason. This time, Russian authorities found vape cartridges with a small amount of hash oil in her luggage, and they arrested her. The U.S.-Russia relationship was already tense, but a few days later, it got much worse when Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Today, Biden praised Greiner for staying strong throughout her ordeal. She endured mistreatment and a show, at a, and a show trial in Russia with characteristic grit and incredible dignity. She represents the best America best about America. It is across the board, everything about her. As the months wore on, many advocates pressured the administration to broker Griner's release. Her WNBA coach, fellow players from the women's and men's game, but none were louder than her wife, Sherelle Griner. She was at Biden's side when he made the announcement. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Um, And today it's just a happy day for me and my family. So um, I'm going to smile right now. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Brittany Griner's release was a moment of joy. It also prompted a lot of questions, which you could hear shouted at the president as he left the lectern. In exchange for Griner, the U.S. agreed to release convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. Then there was the question of Paul Whelan, another American who is still detained in Russia. Biden suggested he would keep negotiating for Whelan's release. What do you say to the Whelan family who says this is a catastrophe for Paul, Mr. President? Consider this. Brittany Griner is finally coming home. But her release did not come cheap. We'll hear from our correspondents and Biden's national security spokesman about how the negotiations unfolded. From NPR, I'm Mary Louise Kelly. It's Thursday, December 8th. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf, dedicated to helping organizations end cyber risk. Through their new cost of a breach calculator, organizations can estimate the potential cost of a breach, revealing direct and hidden costs. Based on real expenses from thousands of peer organizations, publicly available information, and Arctic Wolf's proprietary data, this new tool puts a number on an organization's worst-case scenario. More at arcticwolf.com NPR. It's Consider This from NPR. To hear more about how the deal for Griner's release came together and what the White House and Kremlin are saying about it, my colleague Elsa Chang spoke with two NPR correspondents, Franco Ordonez in Washington and Charles Maines in Moscow. Hey to both of you. Hey, Elsa. Hey there. Okay, so Franco, I mean, this was a pretty dramatic moment this morning, but can we just back up? Tell us 
how this swap came to pass over many, many months, right? Right. It was an agreement for many, many months. A lot of backroom negotiations between Washington and Moscow. In the end, it was a one-for-one prisoner swap. Griner, as you noted, was swapped for convicted Russian arms trader Victor Boot, which was made at the Abu Dhabi airport in the United Arab Emirates today. Biden actually signed an order cutting short Boot's 25-year sentence. The White House invited Griner's wife, Sherelle Griner, to the White House for a meeting with the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. But when she arrived, she was directed to the Oval Office, where President Biden was there to tell her himself that Brittany Griner was coming home. And Charles, how did news of this whole prisoner exchange break in Russia? Well, we learned of this in Moscow from Russia's foreign ministry, which issued a statement saying the trade had taken place after lengthy negotiations. Uh, Russian state TV later aired video from the security services here uh, that showed a smiling grinder, hair now cropped short, uh, signing her release papers, then leaving the prison colony in Mordovia uh, to get on a plane. And there's even a bit where the FSB agents engage Griner on camera. Let's listen. Do you know where I'm heading to? No. No? No. 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 no, no. You fly back home. To, to the U.S.? To the U.S. Oh, okay. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. But Charles, I mean, the U.S. has been pursuing this deal for months now, and Russia seemed to be holding out the whole time. What do you think changed here? Well, you know, one of the reasons the Russian government has given all along is that Griner's legal proceedings needed to run their course before any trade could happen. So just last month, Griner exhausted her appeals process and began formally serving out her nine-year prison term. Uh, now, beyond the legal wrangling, there's little question. You know, Moscow enjoyed the political pressure building on the White House to get Griner home. But there's also a certain logic to the Russian position. You know, her conviction uh, sent Griner to prison, but it, what it also did was open the door, legally speaking, for her to be pardoned right. because Griner had now been convicted of a crime. Exactly. Okay, well, this whole detention has been quite high profile in part because Griner is such an accomplished and well-known athlete and there has been a lot of activism surrounding her detention. Brinko, can you talk about that piece of this? Like, what was the reaction like to her release? Uh, it's been really big and from so many different sectors of society. Former President Barack Obama said he was grateful for Griner's, quote, long overdue release. The Phoenix Mercury, which is Griner's basketball team, had had a regular count of the days that she was in detention. The team posted, no more days. She's coming home. And at the White House, Griner's wife, Sherelle, was visibly moved. So over the last nine months, you all have been um, so privy to one of the darkest moments of my life. And so today I'm just standing here um, overwhelmed with emotions. Biden acknowledged that there was a lot of pressure that he was under in, you know, different ways. Brittany Griner wrote him a letter this summer saying, quote, I'm terrified I might be here forever. Mm. And as Charles pointed out, progress seemed to have stalled for a few months. But a few weeks ago, Biden said that he had hoped Putin would be more willing to discuss a prisoner exchange after the U.S. midterm elections were over. After the elections. OK, well, Charles... You have followed Griner's case for months now. You've attended like every stage of her trial in Moscow. Can you just remind us of some of what you saw, what you heard during that time? 
Yeah, you know, this trial uh, unfolded against the collapse in U.S.-Russian relations over the conflict in Ukraine, and it's a situation that made many feel Greiner was a hostage to geopolitics uh, rather than a defendant in a drug trial. Uh, you know, as to the proceedings, you know, they took place in a small courtroom uh, with six foot nine Griner often in a cage, uh, and it was incredibly hot there. It was over the summer. You know, at one point, a U.S. embassy official nearly fainted from the heat. And yet, I was struck uh, by how Griner just handled herself throughout. You know, she was very calm given circumstances. In fact, one of the few times I saw her grow openly emotional uh, was when her Russian teammates and coach came to testify on Griner's behalf. Uh, despite her ordeal, despite everything, you know, there's clearly a lot of affection between them, even now. Yeah. Well, tell us more about Victor Boot, the man exchanged for Greiner. Like, why did the Russians want him back so much? Well, Russia has wanted Boot back ever since he was detained, uh, initially in Thailand in a U.S. sting operation in 2008. Uh, Boot has been cover- colorfully labeled the, the merchant of death by the media, right. but you know, his story is, is more complicated. I mean, he's a one-time Soviet military translator, who started a global gun-running business, arguably one of the world's most successful ones, uh, providing arms to civil wars in Africa, the Middle East, Latin America, uh, even for the U.S. military operations in Iraq for a time. Uh, He he was sentenced to 25 years in prison by a U.S. court in 2011 on narco-terrorism charges, in other words, trafficking weapons that could kill Americans, not that necessarily did. Uh, Either way, Russia's government has always argued he was illegally extradited by the U.S., uh, to the U.S., excuse me, and his case was an example uh, of an American judicial overreach, and his release will certainly be celebrated here as well. Well, Franco, I mean, there's also another U.S. prisoner who's still detained in Russia, Paul Whelan. The White House had made it clear for months, right, like that they wanted Whelan to be part of this trade. And I'm wondering, did they say why Whelan wasn't included? And what have we heard from Whelan's family about this latest news? Well, Paul Whelan's brother, David, said in a statement that he was glad that Griner was on her way home, but that it was also a disappointment for the family and a, quote, catastrophe for Paul. They were thankful, though, that U.S. officials warned them in advance and did note that the Biden administration made the right decision, in their words, to make the deal that was possible rather than waiting for one that wasn't going to happen. NPR's Franco Ordonez and Charles Maine speaking with my colleague Elsa Chang. I got a chance to put more questions about the deal for Griner's release to someone in a position to know. John Kirby is the spokesman for the White House National Security Council. I asked him about the final hours of those negotiations. This deal really kind of came to fruition over the last week or so, Mary Louise, uh, uh, and and it... It itself was the culmination of literally months of back and forth with the Russians on Britney's case uh, and Paul's Well, that's part of why I asked, because the outlines of this deal were floated over the summer and Russia didn't bite. Why not? We had floated a very serious proposal, uh, didn't go uh, anywhere for a little while, and we uh, began to then float – uh, alternate proposals again with the minds, uh, with in our minds, getting both Brittany and Paul out. Uh, so we were trying to be as flexible as we could, but but it really this particular deal uh, kind of came to to closure in the last week or so, and it was apparent to us that it was either this or nothing. Uh, this was the deal we could get. 
and now was the moment we could get it. Um, and as we've said before, we felt like we had a moral obligation to take the Russians up on this to at least get uh, one of the two uh, home. Um, you referenced there that there's another American, a former Marine, Paul Whelan, who is still in Russia. He's been detained there since 2018. Are, are you um, are you confirming there that the U.S. push was to make this a, a two for one, that, that you wanted to bring him home at the same time? I, 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 I don't want to get too much into the details of the negotiations in, in terms of the specifics, but I can t- I can assure you that uh, our efforts were designed to get both of them home. That was the goal, and we offered uh, different permutations of deals uh, to the Russians uh, with that as our uh, uh, our, our desired outcome. And uh, again, we just weren't able to get that done today. Uh, it was clear to us that the furthest we were going to be able to, to go was just getting Brittany, Brittany out uh, from Mr. Boot. And so, so we ended up taking that deal. But I want to stress that we are still uh, in active discussions with the Russians now about Paul. Um, we're not giving up on that. We're, as the president said, we're going to stay at that task. What leverage does the U.S. have now that Victor Boot's release is no longer available as a bargaining chip? The Russians treated... Paul separate, separately, d- differently, uh, uniquely because of the sham espionage charges that they levied against him. So in their minds, they uh, they never really were that interested in um, in uh, Mr. Boot for for Paul. Um, uh, they were only interested in Mr. Boot for Griner, uh, for uh, Brittany Griner. For Brittany excuse Griner, me. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so they've 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 held him apart as something separate. They put him in a special category, uh, and uh, and that has made uh, the negotiation process difficult. Uh, but we're like I said, uh, we're not considering it impossible. We're going to keep we're going to keep working. Still at working it. on that front. Uh, let's stay with Victor Boot, the convicted Russian arms dealer who's just been swapped for Brittany Griner. Are you convinced he no longer poses a national security threat to the United States? Anytime we do um, a swap like this, uh, we do a national security assessment uh, of the of the implications. That was done in this case. And what I can tell you is uh, we're going to stay vigilant. Uh, nothing's more important to the president than our national security. Uh, and we're going to we're going to defend that national security uh, at every turn and as appropriate. And um, uh, whether that regards the behavior and conduct of Mr. Boot now that he's a free man or anyone else that this might is, threaten, this our, is, threaten our security. Forgive my jumping in. This is a guy nicknamed the Merchant of Death who Senator Bob Menendez, the Democrat who chairs the Foreign Relations Committee, right. is calling is calling his release a, quote, deeply disturbing decision. This was the deal we could get. Now was the moment we could get it. Uh, we did a national security assessment, but we're going to stay vigilant. We're not going to take anything for granted. Look, nobody's uh, doing uh, uh, touchdown dances here uh, about the fact that Mr. Boot is a free man. He still had another six or so years to serve. It was never a life sentence. So at some point he was going to get out. Uh, it's a little earlier than uh, than planned, but the alternative would have been to leave Brittany Griner in a penal colony in Russia for a crime she didn't commit. That's John Kirby, spokesman for the White House National Security Council. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Mary Louise Kelly.